Hey guys, it's Jason Ng. This is my second episode. This time I sit down with Robert January over a FaceTime call. He's opening up a brand new food truck in Fresno called Planet Vegan Burgers. So this is his story. This is our conversation. And I hope you guys can learn a couple things from it. What is good, my man? What's going on? What's going on? Wow, it's been a while. It's been a, it's been like, oh, since I think January I last saw you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've only met once, but yo, when I when I saw that um, you're coming out with the food truck and in Fresno mm-hmm. too, I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Okay, what is this guy up to? I need to talk to him. Mm-hmm. So, so what's going on? Like, uh, catch mm-hmm. catch me up to speed real quick. Um, well, uh, basically, uh, me and just a college friend of mine, who, uh, he has another business in the Fresno area. Yeah, uh, he just went plant based about like a year ago. And so uh, he was just kind of hit him online, uh, just like yo, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do a truck, I'm trying to do a truck. And me, yeah. I was kind of actually um, getting out of food um, per se. I was uh, really going to school for sport, yeah, for sports marketing. Okay. Um, and so uh, he just kind of just kept, just kept <laughs> bugging me, and uh, he was like, in February, he was just like, uh, he's like, I got the. He's like the LLC's done. He was like, uh, he was like, I'm about to make the deposit on the truck. I need you. And I was like, I was like, all right. So, um, yeah. So basically, since since the end of February, just kind of, I just kind of took what he gave me and just kind of created from that. Um, So, so yeah, just basically trying to just have a a minimalistic menu, um, uh, just basically in and out style um, with with the secret. With the secret menu to kind of play off of and kind of experiment um, yeah. to you know try to add some diversity, uh, pretty much. But but yeah, just um, it's been a process, man. From from dealing with the builder who uh, who's building our trailer, mm-hmm. and that being 160 days late. Um, 160. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, yeah. So we were supposed to we were supposed to be done August first. And and so like, just just because like I, I'm, I'm interested in in FMV also. So like, what what did you guys run into with the the contractor that delayed it? Well, you know, like as far as like, I guess I'll say in the black community, not specifically, but you know we don't we don't have enough um, money bouncing around in our community. Like mm. you know, like say like the Asian community for instance like um they do a real good job of that and so um my business partner attempted to go with a family referral um, yeah and you know it's just it's it's a lot of things but but basically our biggest thing was was signing a contract for something that was supposed to be done um in 90 days and it being done two months after that um so that kind of has led to a domino effect of just everything. So, for instance, we had a date for to do a private event um, for a school, um, for like a uh, for a school. Like, I guess it's supposed to be private. I should talk about, but um, that got pushed back because of this, um, and that was that was predicted. Um, actually, this Friday, and it was supposed to be this Friday. Yeah, so oh. we, we had to, we, we took the gig, you know, thinking in August, yeah, it's late, but yeah. we should be good by October. Yeah. Um, 
And so we you kind of get caught in that 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 time frame of can you sue this person who's now late with your you know with, with, with your with your business basically on wheels um, and go through the legalities and do that whole process and still not have yeah. your 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 trailer your truck um, or kind of just rest the issue and just hold on so these last couple of weeks have just been just. Um, you know, making sure people do what they say they're going to do because just one thing I've learned is that what everybody says doesn't really matter. It's just, it's you got to kind of just hold everybody accountable. And if somebody tells you they're going to do something, you got to ask the next day, did you do that? You know, did you do that? Did you do that? And you're only doing it because they said they were going to do it, you know? So with, with us, the hardest process has just been having all our money, having everything ready, but basically having to depend on somebody who they may have business uh, struggles as a small business owner with their labor and you right. know what, what, whatever if that that person's excuses you know yeah. were um so you know lesson learned we'll just share money in our community you want to do you know we just looking for a good business so you know, lesson learned. You know, not a not a bad guy. We don't hate him or anything. Um, we got a custom custom built twenty foot trailer out of it. Um, so yeah, I was gonna yeah. say I, I saw the the picture of the inside, and yeah. that that truck looked uh, it looked bigger than a normal food truck. Is it is it like a standard size or is it kind of big? You know what? It's so it's a we went with the trailer um, instead of a truck trailer. itself, which the different. Which, of course, the difference is a trailer can be detached from whatever's pulling oh, in. Oh, got you, um, got you. That way, um, if it just as far as like the food truck business, if your if your truck is broken or broken down or anything, mm-hmm. you can just detach. If you need to get a U-Haul or whatever, you can just kind of pull that thing with whatever. So it enables you to be a little business to be a little more flexible. And then you know sometimes you might run out of things, so you gotta have that truck to just detach and just go. Go pick up supplies and bring it back. Exactly, exactly. So I don't know if there's a standard size for just food trucks, Mm. but trailers, you you can pretty much it can be as long as you want it per se. With with the with the exception of the hassle that it might be in tight spots that you have to fit into, but um. For twenty feet, it's it's a good size, mm-hmm. um, which I guess would allow us for more labor in the inside if we needed to, without people stepping on each other's toes. Yeah, um, and then that that would uh, I guess make us more efficient because um, usually you won't see I don't know too many bodies in a food truck. Maybe teams of three to four. Same in the pop up range. And, and how about in a trailer? But, yeah, in the trailer with three people, we got a lot of. Space. With four, we got space. We could even, you know, I could probably have a team of four and then be in there myself and not, yeah. you know, you know, per se, depending on the size of everybody. Yeah, I yeah. got a couple friends that need to be plant-based. I, I, <laughs> man, that's awesome. I, I like the idea of uh, going back to what you said about the, the secret menu, too, playing off of, like, In-N-Out. It kind of... Mm-hmm. It, it, it adds like a fun element to the to yeah. the brand. Um, yeah, and yeah. I, I guess that sounds like something you could you can rotate new ideas and just get creative with it. Absolutely. That's cool. And, and, and uh, in, the, in the Central Valley, not to interrupt, um, mm. they're really big on seasonal on seasonal things. Oh, so okay. We're going to try to stick with what's in season. Perfect. You know, being Perfect. the agricultural yeah. arts. One of the agricultural arts of America. Yeah. So, 
sense. But yeah, it'll give us just some room for flexibility and whatnot. Like for instance, we were trying to get into this one event and they're like a spicy food festival. And on spicy our food. Food, though, Yeah, it's like a Diablo fest or something or something I'll like that. So we're like, well, we're pretty much just plant-based burgers and fries. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but we do have an element, like we have a jalapeno aioli, which would be our spicy item. Nice. But, you know, given that room for, for, you know, for just, you know, experimentation, we can add things like, you know, Fresno chili peppers or, you know, Serrano's to different items to make that, it spicy. Is, is a is a Fresno chili pepper, like, it's it's grown in Fresno or is that just a name you, you throw on I don't know. I think that's just the name. I think that's just the name. I have to do my research. Yeah, that's, that's fine. It's a good The red ones, right? The red peppers. <laughs> And, and I'll tell you what, like, that's what inspired me was this, the street food um, at Vegan Street Fair because yeah. because it it made it exciting. It, it made, like, yeah. vegan food exciting. And I, I hadn't yeah. had that before. No, nah, that, that, that's, yeah, um, it's funny that you say that because just, just Anthony and Christine from Veggie Fam, like, those are my dogs. Like, I, I met them uh, working through. Just uh, just freelancing for a cat, you know, for a catering company, mm-hmm. and they, it was rare for them to even be kind of just working that day. Just randomly, like, oh, we'll take the gig. It was like a twelve-hour shift in Malibu, yeah. and um, I was heading up like a the appetizer station. It was like a remote kitchen that was like separated from like the dinner kitchen. Yeah. And I was just working with Christine, and then just talking to Anthony after there. That's when they're about to do Complex Con last year. Yeah. He's like, y'all got this vegan pop-up. And yeah. I, I knew nothing about the world. And then Were you even vegan time, at that point? No, not at the time, no. Oh, it, so... It, so, it, so it, ha- the first... Go ahead, yeah, the go first ahead. Vegan, the, the first vegan food I had was, was Veggie Fam's chicken. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's amazing. That's literally last year. And I was like, yo. Yeah, what was your reaction? I was just fired. Like, I just... <laughs> You know, the first thought is like, this is really good. This is really good. And if I can eat good like this, then I can be plant-based, like pretty much. You yeah. know, even if that, even if the vegan comfort food, like kind of, kind of like the vegan junk food or whatever, of course, right. isn't, like you don't eat that every day. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, know, you still need to be healthy. Yeah. Meal, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? You know, once, once a week, once every yeah. two weeks, whatever, you know, whatever it might be. And it's... And it's just good transition food for people that are like, you know, I've never taken. Yeah. Sitting there like, you know, so, um, yeah, that was not to interrupt, but that was my vegan street fair. That's, that's why I'm uh, working with Veggie Fam and then meeting um, Amazing, Candace, man. you know, and them at Manny Plan and like, you know, their whole little squad, like, they're all dope, man. And just learning for them, that's that's kind of the culture that I would like to create in Fresno and yeah. just, just in general because we need, we need those places to go. And eat, you know, good food where we don't have to go and search and, you know, pick yeah, out stuff or yeah. cook at the house. And it's just a good, you know, it's good energy. Just a lot of electricity in the air. People that make it exciting, like, like hopefully yeah. you'll do with, like, Planet Vegan in Fresno. And um, yeah. is that your hometown, yeah. by the way? No, this is my business partner's hometown. Ah, uh, um, gotcha. Yeah, so, um, so <laughs> yeah, I'm dipping down in Fresno. Everybody's like, ugh, Fresno, you know? Like, <laughs> it's got such know, a bad like, rep if yeah, like, just being the... the <laughs> I don't even want to say like the big, It's usually like the big city people, but like Fresno is <laughs> just a un, it's an untapped market. I remember yeah. a couple years ago, I went to like a Jay-Z, it was like a Magna Carta tour there, and I was like, y'all in Fresno? Jay-Z? And then, yeah, and then 
and then I, you know, and then I just, that, that literally, that was like maybe 2014, but that day I was like, hmm, like, I was like, there's, there's a lot of people out here. Yeah, with nothing to do. Down, yeah, you break down the statistics, you know, there's over half a million people there, mm -hmm. um, of course, over a million people in the county, and, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, you got Fresno State there, you have, um, you got, you got, you got your, your, FC Fresno your, FC yeah yeah um you know Amtrak hits there there you know it's a it's a big it's a big little city um and I just think it's a nice nice untapped market not my hometown but there's a lot there's this it, Fresno compared to Palmdale is like um you know of course suburbs but Fresno is like way more developed you know they got mm -hmm. downtown it's, it's nice it's, it's just yeah. it's unappreciated you, you spoke about like Fresno being a, a untapped market so I'm sure, like, you guys look deeply into, like, how to differentiate your brand whenever you're, because you're starting a brand new business. So, like, in what other aspects do you look to, to differentiate? Is, is, like, just a new location enough to be, like, okay, that's different enough because no one's really in this white space? Or, or how did it affect, like, how you made the brand and how you developed the menu and, like, like what went into yeah. all of that thought process? Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> you know, with the with minimalizing the menu, just in food in general, it's a lot less headaches, and you you become more efficient at it. Um, you know, you always see In and Out next to uh, next to like a, a Chick Fil A. You know what I mean? Um, with Fresno, <clears throat> you 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 have a lot of there's a big Hispanic community out there, uh, of course. Um, so you see a lot of food trucks. I mean, you see a lot of uh, taco trucks. Um, so when I scan the market, it just on the food truck scene, um, you know, when you're doing your business plan, there's this, uh, I think it's called like your SWOT analysis. Um, what's the acronym? But there's a part, you have to look at your, your competitor, your opponent, of course, they're selling the same product. How much are they selling it for? Um, and when we looked at Fresno, um, on the fruit truck scene, there was nobody doing vegan burgers. One, impossible um, to brand pretty much other than being introducing Gleason's in, in Los Angeles, uh, the, like last month. Um, they pretty much just stick with, with, with restaurants. So it kind of gives a high end feel to the product versus, say, Beyond. Um, beyond. Yeah. Um, um, so. Pretty much, there was no there was no truck in Fresno that I saw that had our same product. Um, only people that were in comparison were Cheesecake Factory, um, which right, has like yeah, a yeah. sixteen seventeen dollar price point. Yeah. And at the time, they weren't using a uh, vegan friendly bun or cheese, a vegan friendly mm. cheese as well. Um, so the, the buns of uh, brioche, like an egg wash. Yeah. Uh. Yep. 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 So we have a. Um, there's not that many people that, that do it. Yeah, no. There's <laughs> not that many people that that do it. Um, but uh, but pretty much just it's it, it's kind of wide open for this product. Um, if you look at the people that eat burger and fries, that, that's like American staple. You yeah. know, that's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, sure. And I actually just recently saw this business in Fresno that they're a burger place, but they now have a truck. So they didn't open another brick and mortar, which shows a lot too, because that's a kind of like a more corporate entity. Um, and they they, but, ha um, they have like probably a good a good read on the market. So exactly, yeah. And and my friend being from the area, 
he found himself driving to LA to go to like Monty's to eat, you know, and so that's when he knew when he was driving out of the area just for a good vegan burger. Bro, um, I drove to LA, I drove to fucking uh, North Hollywood from Las Vegas yeah, just yeah, to go to vegan yeah. street fair. Like, what yeah, does that say? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think you know. just as far as marketing, like, <laughs> like plant-based food, I think in a sense it markets itself because not to be so trendy, of course people do it for multiple reasons, but even for those people that are just in it to just take a picture and be like, this is cool right now, yeah. which is like, whatever, that's still that's still helping our planet regardless, regardless um, yeah. for whatever reason that you're you know you're deciding to eat, I think it, it just sells itself to where Agreed. when I, um, when I, but I mean, I, I did do my, did do my research, but yeah. um, as far as getting into this venue, that's a pretty, uh, the venue that we're supposed to do our grand opening at is a, the, it's a nursery. It's literally a nursery. The guy who runs it is a, is a, is a former pastry chef. Mm. Um, and they have a beer license, a, a liquor license to sell beer. And so it was his thing to kind of just make it a nighttime thing. He's like, this is a good space. And so when I went to him with just our, our menu, he was just like, he just put us right in front of the line just based on the fact that he's like, nobody's doing this. There's one, there's one truck out there that's doing, uh, uh, they're, uh, uh, they're doing with the jackfruit with the, you know, similar Hispanic style uh, Mexican food, just with, exactly, just with jackfruit. Um, and there's this lady out there, she's really dope. Um, she has a brand called Raw Fresno, and I'm not positive the title that it takes for people to study uh, medicine uh, with herbs, basically. Just, uh, mm. I forget the. Like yeah, holistic medicine? To, yeah. Sort of, yeah. yeah. And, and she, she just has her, her menu is basically just all raw food. Like, but that's nothing dope. Cooked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's and dope. she's like super, super on point. She was telling her story. Uh, she had a, 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 her son passed away and he had celiac. They didn't know. Mm. And ever since then, she just, you know, that was her whole reason for creating yeah. that. But pretty much, um, there's not, there's not that many competitors. Um, and, as far as us with marketing, like, I want to, we have a TV on our truck, so, um, one of the things that I want to utilize that TV for is for, you know, games, like catching a Fresno State game, uh, uh, you know, sports, of course, but also to kind of switch the vibe, I might have, like, a tiny desk concert on or something, um, and that's kind of our kind of, you know, the millennials, you know, whatnot, mm-hmm. and, um, I want to basically just kind of create an environment where people can kind of loiter around, so, mm-hmm. Anybody selling food or, or whatever, um, it's it's the user experience. So one thing we're just trying to do is just trying to create an experience where people want to stay. You know what I mean? Um, remember, remembering faces. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And just kind of just you know, I, I'm a cool person to be around. So if yeah, I, I, I feel sure. like cooking food with my friends. Yeah. They, that's what you know some of my friends know me as even though I don't like to be in a little box like Rob cooks food you know but yeah. it's kind of like I do an annual barbecue and people come and they're like they'll get mad like you're not cooking today or you know whatever <laughs> so just to kind of just create that like welcoming environment good music something to watch um, and I think that alone separates us from just a lot of food trucks in general just putting the TV on the truck mm-hmm. is like whoa you know not using it for a menu it's like yeah. You know, I don't know. It might be a jaw roll and a shanti video from Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? But just <laughs> Bro, you know, I just to it. kind of create, create yeah. that young that young thing yeah. where it's just like 
I'm gonna go with the truck because those guys are super cool. Kind of like, kind of similar. Because this shit, you know, is, you go to Howlin' Rays. Yeah, this you know, shit you is cool. You go to cool. Howlin' Rays, you wait your two hours. Yeah. The food is great, you know. But you know, when I was when I went there, when I was when I was eating meat, you know, I got a free chicken sandwich and like some fries, and they mm. had a conversation with me, and I'm like, I'm coming back just because of that. So yeah. I think it's just kind of just humanizing the brand and mm. not being so you know what I mean know your cost yeah. and everything the menu is so minimal with the five item menu but yeah. I'm like if I can just you know just minimalize it do this be the best person that's doing this vegan burger Impossible Burger has a similar taste you know no matter who many, who's cooking it but you know it's it's, it's all about the, the, the presentation and the finish and the flavors that you infuse into that already like a what I consider just a billion dollar product, right. but by by minimalizing my menu and then thinking of like my prep time, like all that work that yes, you're talking about, yes. like, like so you have eating, that like, shit down. Okay, I'm assuming, yeah, like, you like, have it like clockwork. Yeah, you already like, practice get, in your backyard or what? Onion dicer, you know what I mean? I'm like, I have to get it. I have to get to speed up production. Exactly, I have to get my lettuce. I might just instead of doing the heads of lettuce, I might just get just the the, the box of just already leafed out for me. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that. that so that one, um, when I break down my cost, I know that this box has 260 pieces of lettuce. You know and exactly so, how many. It's not a guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's that's the, when you talk about the, like, the not sexy part and the tedious part, it's knowing that this impossible patty at two and a half ounces cost me this much. This yeah. piece of lettuce cost me this. This sauce breaks down to 19 cents, but that's only if I use two ounces. So I have to like literally... You know, you had to like measure things out for people and, and like McDonald's it to where if the brand does do good that you can scale up and do another and because and, and, you don't make you know, once you once you once you break down food costs, man. Yeah. And, and you know, people think, Oh, you, this burger costs whatever, let's yeah. say four dollars. You're selling it for twelve. All right, but in that eight dollars, like you got you got taxes. Then you have all your overhead for your employees. You know, insurance on my truck is like, because uh, for insuring a trailer, they have to insure the trailer and the vehicle that's pulling it. It's gotcha. like no if ands. Wow. So it's like a six thousand dollar policy. Um, you know, that's 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 five hundred dollars every month. That's you know your whatever point of sale system you're using. You know, uh, uh, you're not yeah. paying your payroll under yeah. the table. Your your payroll taxes. You so, but just, it's a lot, and and the more things you have on your menu, is just more cost to break down. So, mm-hmm. it's just good having a good base, and I think the the just in the in the food truck world, you want to be as kind of as quick as possible, but fresh as possible. So when I look at like like man eating plant, for instance, like I love them, and they have even though I love them too. Yeah, yeah, even even though their stuff is, I'm so glad you so, said the name. <laughs> like, there's nothing simple about those two items mm. that they have yeah but those two items it's like you know they do that nobody does that better than them, you know what i mean and it just yeah I think the, the, it, the oyster it, bow and the garlic noodles like and then and, the third and, thing they just rotate yeah you know what i mean and so it's that it's that is those format you know veggie fam doing their, their burger their, their, their patty um you know their fries it 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 enables you to have quick made to order things so i think that's one thing just to think mm. about as far as doing something in that that lane is just just 
find that thing that you just that's you know that's that you can do just really good with and just do that because people have shown that you know in and out chick-fil-a it's like we just do this like and i know there's people that sell burgers and patties but it's just like those people that are just like nah you can have that we're just gonna do this and if you're doing other stuff there's no way you can do this better than me in a sense it's like so you know, so yeah you're saying like go go narrow but go like yeah. as deep as you can go as in-depth yeah. as you can and just like yeah. just all the way yeah. on those couple yeah. things rather than casting yeah. like a wide net yeah okay because the, the more the more time that okay it's like i, it's like I know sense. i'm doing a burger but then it gives me time okay now i can now i can do my homemade pickle you know now i can do my quick pickle with my cucumbers now i can now I can put more effort into my sauces and just make sure these sauces are more amazing. So these are these are menu items, but yeah. it's a sauce. So and that's the that, shit that's that gonna level it up. Each burger, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So so, so then, um, yeah. what like how did you how did you get into cooking? Like you were just you just grew up like your parents taught you how to cook, or you just started recently? Uh, like because I'd be asking myself oh, like how can I improve my cooking? Because I'm nah you. You're already doing the work. Like, honestly, it's, it doesn't take a rocket science to cook. It's like, you know, follow the directions. And then once you have all the directions <laughs> down, you can, you know, you're like, oh, you know, I want to freak it out a little bit. It's the but, freestyle, right? Yeah, It's the yeah, feeling. But, but once you know the rules. It's you like, need to know, you know the rules, the rules yeah. I don't know the rules. I just. <laughs> that's, that's why I couldn't do baking, because it's like, no. It's like. <laughs> it's, it's a science, huh? This, yeah. Yeah, with, with me, um, just all, both my parents were always working. Um, my, my, my dad owns a church, so, you know, they kind of had a small business in the sense of that. Yeah. Um, so, and my mom's a good cook. Like, all the people in my family are good cooks, so yeah. um, I just, I'm a, a fat kid at heart, and I just wanted to eat good <laughs> when they were at work. So, I yeah. caught myself, you know, just like, Mom, how do you make that? Because when you're gone, I need this. I want this, and I <laughs> yeah. can't just be That's dependent. Awesome. So, me learning... How to cook was just to not be dependent on others, which is like that. But I went to the Navy, like like in high school. I worked oh, wow. at like Subway and like I worked at this water park. All my jobs were like in food, you know, just like the, the, the fast food chains. Right, um, right. Subway for like two years. Um, seeing how Subway freaks out the same ingredients, you know, the same, you know, just the sound the sandwich model. Yeah. Um, then I went to the Navy, didn't do anything for food, got out, started it, attempted to start a nonprofit with a friend. It didn't work out, you know, for, for other reasons. And then when I came back home, I found myself like, okay, what am I going to do? You know, I have to go with one of my passions. And so even though I cooked a lot already, I went to culinary school um, and, you know, did that whole process, got the Navy to pay for it so I didn't come out of pocket because I mm. think that I really don't, you don't need culinary school. You just mm. have to go work in the kitchen. You That's what need, I hear. You yeah. know, you don't, it's a waste of money. It's a waste of money, but I didn't have to pay. So yeah. What culinary school does is it just teaches you the rules. It teaches your use your knife cuts right, your presentation and all that. And then um, you know you might cook. With me, it was cooking with ingredients that I didn't, I've never cooked before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, you know from there, I, I I did my own catering for a little bit, and I realized that um, I wanted to do it on this big fine dining scale. And I just I. <laughs> It's, it's crazy because as millennials, we're, we're always, we're neophytes, like we're new to everything we do. And it's kind of crazy to be like, I'm going to start a business and like, you don't have no mentors. You never Psych- motherfucker. Yeah, you, and then you life hits you in the right. face. <laughs> yeah, and so, and 
so that's so I was worrying about the food and then there's this whole front of the house thing the catering um and I was getting I, I wasn't getting my vision pushed like I wanted to because I I just wasn't paying attention of hiring my waitresses and waiters and I did this wedding and my friend's brother somebody gave him some alcohol it was just, it was a mess and oh, I didn't no. know anything about it because I'm in the back on a vineyard yeah. with one with one friend doing a wedding of 150 people you know four courses and and, and I'm just we got equipment not working did it did you know we're a remote island I don't have a truck I have like my Impala it was just a mess and so I just realized that um I didn't do enough like what you're doing research and I never worked for a catering company and even though I I felt like I was smart enough to do it I just I needed to just fall back and just kind of you know so that led to me just you know these like random cooking jobs like in the pool world it's just you kind of learn and dip kind of a lot of times like you, you take as much you can learn yeah. and you try to <laughs> progress and try to get more money you know and so yeah. uh, that went from like from a friend that was like doing these contracts for these boy scout camps and i went out to michigan for four months and ran one of the biggest boy scout camps in, in michigan that was like uh, a thousand people there and they wanted uh, wow. two servings per person so we're doing like two thousand like 1800 to two thousand servings three times a day yeah i ate people it was it was so that right there i feel like got me in tune with the administrative keeping inventory training a staff and trying to stay sane and do like just literally like all all the all the administrative tasks along with the with the actual physical tasks of teaching somebody a recipe developing a recipe like so i feel like that little four months was like boot camp and then when i came out of that that was in 2017 i was like i wasn't pretty i wasn't scared for anything per se like the food where i was like you you, you you've been in the trenches after yeah, that, yeah, not, and working. not like that, but just the time that I've had, I just yeah. took advantage of it, and so yeah. that's the, you don't have to be somewhere for 10 years, it's just, it's just like, you know, but be like aware, like hey, I, hey, I, hey, I was working at this, hey. this Cajun restaurant, and the chef, he, uh, it's, it was his first business, and he's very hands-on with his recipes, because he, he wants it done his way, yeah. and I feel like that's one of his problems, why he can't scale up, I think that's every head he, chef's problem, my man, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they can't, it, it, that, in any chef world, because you, your hands are your mm. hands, so it's like, if you can't teach it, there, there's no way they can be you, so, mm-hmm. those people that are, those chefs, they have to take a step back and go, is my process, like, do, do I even have my process down on paper to a science yeah. because I should be able to give it to you yeah. and then just refine based off these, you know. So, anyways, he didn't know that I could do what I could do until I was about to leave and that last week he had me cooking on, like, the saute, the saute station. I was just on the fryer, expediting the fryer, and um, I got on the saute and his, 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 uh, his recipes were, like, pretty complex, like, had layers to it. And um, I was just bodying it and he was, like, tripping. And that was just me kind of like, you don't have to show me, but I know enough to where I can kind of look over here because this task that I'm doing is like taking me yeah. mental effort. And so I just, you know, that's, yeah. So my advice is just for anybody, just like, just take advantage of your time there. You know what I mean? Like me, me 
thing with, with, with Veggie Fam and just Avocado Mama and just learning. The, the oh, you were with Avocado Mama? With no, no, did not, not being with them, but just like, you know, just around. Always, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got so you. Just meeting those business owners and then just kind of just being around everybody like, dang, like, and just being inspired by them and then just like soaking everything in, like, and then once you soak it in, you're like, I can do this too, you know? Yeah. And it, of course, that's, that's a lot easier said than done because it's a lot, man, but. Um, it is a lot. So know, what keeps you, what? what keeps everybody going because the the business is so much of like a grind and like you said it's not like like people may have a misconception like they're just cashing out or whatever but it but there's so many expenses that go into it it's not like everyone's getting mega rich out here yeah they're surviving right like if you break even like that's like success in restaurant that's success or in if you break even you pay your rent yeah, you're paying payroll and you're paying yourself and like, yeah, yeah. It's what what keeps you going is if you don't work, you don't eat. Like like <laughs> these last two months, I have to humble myself because yeah. you know I was not taking some freelance jobs because I'm like, oh my, the guy said the truck's supposed to be done next week, and that goes back to uh, listening to what people say and what they're actually doing. Mm. And so I had to humble myself because mm. I'm like, I'm about to have my own that I've been wanting for so long, and it's supposed to be here. But I don't have any money because, you know, just because, so yeah. I had to humble myself and low-key get back to work for other people yeah. and be like, okay, I have to do this until the truck is actually physically done. So I just think the thing that keeps everybody working is that when when when, when you're paying your, your bills and you're like you're a business owner, like if, if you don't get out there and sell, it's a wrap. Like you're steps away from being homeless. So mm-hmm. this little, this process, it's not a game it's not a game it's a real life you work your ass off and like you guys are gonna kill it you already found the market but I think a lot of people a lot of people don't realize like how hard it is and uh, just because you open up shop doesn't mean you're gonna survive because what's the survival rate is it like 10% it's something crazy it's It's probably worse than that maybe worse yeah yeah Especially when you would say compare me to like <laughs> startups in like Fresno versus like Los Angeles, you know. But it, no, you're you're absolutely right, and that's what I think. That's why I think maybe some of the advantages of having a pop up, in a sense, and because there's disadvantages. But I don't think people can't. I don't think, especially when a recession comes, I don't think people are going to be able to afford to eat out every day. Not that people can do it now. So when they do do that, that is going to be on the weekend. You know what I mean? That is going to be on Friday when they just don't even, they're working on Saturday and go eat. So I think that's one of the advantages, the flexibility of having a mobile business or like, you know, just being, having a, a, a mobile business because you can, you can pop up in a new market as long as your brand is, 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 is straight. Like, and I think that, as long as you create with good intentions and you, of course you have to do the work and you have to do the research but mm. if you do the work I think you, if you, your intentions are pure things like that will people you know when you talk about branding like people are gonna they're gonna do business with you because they know like yeah this burger might be $25 but these guys are the same guys that are teaching these kids how to cook or these are the guys that just donated you know, mm-hmm. 100 meals to the football team to show these athletes mm-hmm. how to, you know, get protein from 
from from just plants or you know what I mean so I think it's just it's not being lazy and I feel like when times get hard as far as with the economy those people that weren't doing good business in the first place those people that weren't really working um it may not even be passion driven Mm -hmm. I think those are the people that fall off you know but I'm I'm just I'm speaking ignorantly you know what I mean because I have been no, I think you, ha- you have your perspective though. Like yeah. you have your perspective from what yeah. from what you've seen. So it's good. Yeah. It's good insight. Um, yeah. But nah, man, that was that's really dope. Um, yeah. But by, by the way, like, what what's your favorite what's your favorite book uh, about food? Or it doesn't even have to be about food. But man. like, what's your favorite book? I just I just read my friend. My boy Chase, uh, he, he he's like he's like a genius to me, man. And he's like a lot of my branding stuff, not branding, but like I'll just go pick his brain. And I feel yeah. like those are like million dollar conversations. Like, and I'm grateful to have him in my life. He's my book guy. Okay. And um, I just read this book Zero to One by what's his name, Paul. I don't know. He's one of the co-founders of PayPal. Um, okay. And it's, it's just all, it's all on startups, but it's just kind of how to scale your business up. And, you know, you got to go to zero to one. You can't go zero to five or whatever. Oh, and man. it just, it, it breaks down like, I don't know. I, I, I tried to read it before. I was like actively creating a business. And then, like, now it kind of hit a little harder as I reread it. But, because um, <laughs> you're like in was, it now. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that book is really good as far as just, it kind of, it kind of it, it gives you the sense to create with the, like, like you're trying to create a monopoly in the mm. sense of not a monopoly being bad but like controlling the industry so mm. impossible and beyond you know what i mean those people everybody's playing catch up behind them too yeah. you know um and even though you had other other people creating these alternatives we've had for all our lives and whatnot they there's nobody that's like they're everybody's playing catch up to them so they kind of control they're in control of the market and mm. so it just it kind of just breaks down just like i don't know like i have to do my i have to reread it and, and things yeah. of that nature but it was just i'll give it a even down too. to down to like not create like you know your company culture and like how everybody feels when they come to work because that's big and just like you know like they were talking about them starting paypal and like everybody had all these different backgrounds like everybody and they kind of all agreed on like let's take some of the money out of banks like they shouldn't be in control of everything like we need something and mm-hmm. that thing. so with my brand my whole goal is to basically get everybody in the city of fresno to try one plant-based dish like just try if you don't yeah. like it bet but you trying it does so much and for being the heart of like agriculture not only in california but across the states what better city to be like hey look we got 526,000 people to try the burger, you know, and yeah. if you if you multiply 526,000 by the 75 square feet of land that this saves, that's 39 million square yeah. feet of land by you guys just doing this one time. Yeah, you know? but bro, yeah. like I, I, I really appreciate catching up with you. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm super, I'm super excited to see Planet uh, Vegan uh, yeah, uh, start and I, I can't wait to eat, eat some of the food. Hey. Man. Anything, anything from me, like I don't know, like I'm still learning. Like I'm no, we all are. Like, yeah, I'm just, a, 
I am a beginner, like, <laughs> even though I'm, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm no expert or anything. But this is why I wanted to change. talk to you, because I'm like, yeah. oh, like, he's just starting. This is, like, a great... This is a great time to catch you because, of course, I want to talk to, I want to talk to like a, a veggie fam, like Manning Plans, just pick everybody's yeah. brains. But like, you're unique because of like the stage you're at right now, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. it's exciting. But um, yeah, man, I, I won't take up more of your time because I know you got yeah. a lot of shit to do. <laughs> I know it's late out there too, man. Appreciate yeah. you for setting out that time. All right, brother. Yeah. We'll talk we'll talk sure, soon. Bro, you got my number, just hit me and I stay will. in touch. All right. All right. Later. Peace. Hey, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen. I hope putting this in a podcast version helps and was useful for someone out there. But I'm going to keep continuing to do this. And we're going to keep, you know, getting the reps in and making this thing better each and every time. So feel free to leave me some feedback in the comment section, in the review section, and I'll keep improving. Thanks, guys.